With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. I want to talk with you tonight because um, there are there are things that continue to come down through the news that are very, very disturbing. Um, not only disturbing, I talked to a guy in the grocery store today who uh, says, you know, I don't care about what people say about me anymore. I don't care about what they think about me anymore. I'm from Australia, he said. And he said, what's going on there is horrifying. And he said, and the same thing is going to be coming to the United States if people continue to stay silent. And so God's given us a voice and, and we are using it. We're using it first, most importantly, to speak to him in prayer, to cry out to him and recognize our dependences upon God. And we, we, we acknowledge that our hope is not coming from an F-15. It's not coming from the CDC. It's not coming from uh, a tech giant. And it's not coming from anywhere but the God of heaven. And when his power is working through the hearts of his people, transformation can take place that is lasting and produces blessing. So when we talk about building back better in a country or fundamentally transforming a nation, unless that plan is rooted in the truths of God and his word, and is motivated by genuine love, not political power or social manipulation, it's, it's going to fail. But there is a way to bring about not only personal individual transformation and family transformation, and we all want that, but entire national and world transformation. I like to call it a heavenizing of the earth. Jesus talked about it in his great uh, prayer to God. We just prayed it together. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, so tonight I want to talk with you about uh, something that really bothered me. Uh, midnight last night, hundreds and hundreds of New York State healthcare workers were fired. Why were they were fired? They were fired because of mandates that came down that required them to do something against their conscience, against their better judgment against their educated decisions of how to take care of themselves and their family. And these are healthcare workers who uh, are likely on the front lines and are pretty uh, educated on a firsthand basis and would have, it would be very interesting to talk to them about their decisions, knowing that if they don't bow to the mandates of the government, they could lose their job and in fact were willing to do that. There's all kinds of mandates that we've been dealing with, right? I mean, our, our children have been mandated in schools. Teachers have been mandated. Business owners have been mandated. Uh, employees have been mandated. Pastors have been mandated. Parishioners have been mandated. Um, individuals, moms and dads have been mandated in their own homes of how they can behave our healthcare is being mandated. Our economics and finances are being mandated. Um, even our spirituality and morality is being mandated, if not directly, indirectly, through the control of our schools. Not just young schools, but higher education and other things. And you see the so many people, you see the media and you see education and big tech and big pharma and big business and the government 
all colluding together to produce mandates that seem to strip you and I of our of our American constitutional and God-given freedoms to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or life, liberty, and property. And so I want to talk a little about this subject of mandates. What's the next one going to be? Uh, are you looking forward to the next mandate? No, you're not, right? You, you really don't want another one. Because something in your spirit says, these are not the kind of mandates that are leading to, to blessing and, and prosperity. We're going to talk about mandates from heaven. Because those are in contrast to mandates from those who, who produce bondage and misery. God's mandates from heaven always produce blessing and freedom and liberty. So I want to contrast those for you tonight. So a mandate, what is a mandate? Uh, well, uh, a mandate is not what you see on the bachelorette. Okay, <clears throat> a mandate is not the subject of the bachelorette. A mandate is an order. It is an order that is enforced by an authority. It is a command. It's not optional. Now, when dictators give mandates, we wind up with totalitarian governments. And you can talk to people from North Carolina, uh, not North Carolina. Sorry, you guys. North Korea. <laughs> and, and you can ask them uh, what those mandates produce and if they like them. Uh, ask people in Cuba what mandates produce. Ask people in Venezuela what mandates produce. Ask people in um, China what mandates produce. Ask people who come from the former Soviet Union what mandates produce. When those mandates come from totalitarian governments. But the mandates from heaven are entirely different. As I said. And here are the two overarching mandates that I want you to think about. God gives us these mandates in his word, the Bible. The first mandate is called the creation mandate. And we find that in the book of Genesis, where God made the world, the, the beautiful and good world that he made full of, of creation. And then he put man in that creation. And he said to the man and to the woman, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, have children and fill the earth with image bearers, creatures that will be in charge of my creation and take dominion over the birds of the air and the fish of the sea and the beasts of the field. And you will govern the world that I've made. You will take dominion over all of my creation and beautify it, bless it, govern it, order it, mature it according to my principles. For the glory of God and the blessing of everything that I've made. That's the creation command. It's also known in some circles as the cultural mandate. Rather than people in the family of faith running away from the culture. We always talk about the culture. The culture. The culture is bad. The culture. Oh, the culture is, is ruining our kids. That was never the intent to, to, to retreat from a culture. The culture was the responsibility and is the responsibility of the family of faith. And God told Adam and Eve, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion over it. And they were to use the principles of heaven as a template for the, the, the principles on earth and heavenize the earth as they governed it. And then we have the Great Commission. 
And the Great Commission is where Jesus said, now go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and disciple all nations, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. All of his mandates. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Now, let's go back and just look for a moment at that cultural mandate. Take dominion over all of the earth as the family of faith, blessing people according to the principles of heaven. Now, the history of the world, of course, is of man trying to make himself God, and he becomes a king, or he becomes a prince, or he becomes a sultan, or an emperor, or a Caesar, or a czar, and he puts himself in the position of God, wanting to control all the people, and then issue mandates and command and take dominion over people. Not just the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, but over people and make them their slaves. That's how the pyramids get built. That's how the Great Wall of China gets built. That's how the Tower of Babel gets built. And that's how totalitarian governments work. The problem is when man sets himself up as God, you get mandates from hell. Contra mandates from heaven because when man sets himself up as the ultimate supreme authority and issues mandates, it always leads to slavery and bondage. And that's when you, when you see people like Napoleon and Caesars and you see Hitlers and you see others who issue these totalitarian commands. The problem is that dictators' mandates always fail. Those orders and mandates always make the people miserable. And history proves this. And those dictators always die in infamy, often a miserable death, leaving behind a legacy of shame and pain. But heaven's mandates are more than just orders, they're promises. When Jesus gives mandates, when God gives us mandates in his word, they're promises, they are covenants, they are sacred They're sacred promises that always come to pass. They're always fulfilled because God never breaks his word and they always lead to blessing and beauty and prosperity and brings dead things to life. That is what revival is all about. 
And when we follow heaven's mandates, the people are happy. One famous person in history said that the dictators of the world have conquered nations and made them miserable. But Jesus conquers nations by his love and makes them happy. The happiest nations, the happiest societies are those who follow the mandates of heaven. It's an eternal principle. It always works in every nation, in every people. And it starts when we begin to fulfill the great commission. And that's the second mandate. That is to preach the gospel because the gospel transforms the human heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's what's different. Man's mandates try to make people conform by external force. Heaven's mandates transforms the heart through self-sacrificing love of a savior. And we recognize that we are the recipients of grace and it fills us with gratitude and we humble ourselves and we turn from our wicked ways and we want to honor the one who gave us life and offers us liberty. Heaven's mandates transform and set us free. Man's mandates put us in bondage and make us miserable. And the, the, the goal of the Great Commission mandate According to the best commentator, Matthew Henry, the best-selling commentator gives us the, the, the meaning of that. And if you look at it, it's to go into all the world and disciple all nations. See, it's not just to disciple individuals, but the goal is to transform entire nations. And we can only do that when the transformation happens by the the, the, the changing of the human heart in individuals. And then when we teach those individuals all of the mandates of heaven, to love your neighbor as yourself, to pray without ceasing, to honor God, to trust God, to encourage one another, to bear one another's burdens, the entire nation becomes a nation whose God is the Lord. And God promises that they will be blessed to a thousand generations. But if we fail to honor the Lord and keep his heavenly mandates, there is a curse and a scourge upon that nation that reflects the kind of arrogance and, and wickedness that goes with a nation that replaces man's mandates or heaven's mandates with man's mandates. So we have a choice in America. Man's mandates that lead to bondage and slavery and misery that will ultimately fail or heaven's mandates that lead to blessing in life and transformation that begins in the heart and then in your home and the transformation of nations because that is the goal that every tongue will confess that every knee will bow every tribe every tongue will acknowledge that the loving creator of heaven and his son Jesus Christ they are sovereign, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And that is the kind of following of heaven's mandates that leads to, to the revival that we're looking for. Well, 
<clears throat> I know I get rather excited about these kinds of things. And uh, I hope you're getting excited about these things too. Let me just remind you. If, if we make a covenant with an F-15, that's my code for a covenant with, with military power, thinking that military power is going to protect us, or a covenant with the CDC to keep us safe. It will not produce the blessing and the protection that we're looking for. It will lead to slavery to man and his mandates and will end up crying in our broken down society that begins to look like those societies that replace the loving creator and heaven's mandates with dictators and their totalitarian orders. Rather than producing freedom, it produces bondage. Again, look at nations or talk to your neighbors and friends who come from places fleeing from these kinds of places ruled by ungodly mandates and ask them why they came here to a nation where every man and woman is created in the image of God, is an equal image bearer of the creator, male, female, black, white, government leader, citizen, pastor, congregant, teacher, student. We're all the same. And we've all been given the opportunity to follow the mandates of heaven. That's our secret weapon for reviving America. Well, it's it's always exciting to be with you, The American Covenant. This is the book that is the source of all that I've been learning about heaven's mandates, about the creation and cultural mandate, the Great Commission, and the history of our great country. And understanding what made it so blessed and so successful. And I'm refreshing these things in your mind, highlighting them so that I can give it to you and you can give it to others. That's what we're all about at American Campfire Revival. So God bless you. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.